Alright, here we are, the very first episode of the Basement Sports and Entertainment Podcast. I am your host, Jordy Dereniak, and today I'm just going to talk about the ACC, give you a preview on the conference, and before I go through that though, I just want to go through a couple quick updates, NFL related, and for two teams, it just cannot, they just couldn't afford to have the news they're having is first the Philadelphia Eagles, their rookie first round pick, Devontae Smith, he's out with a knee sprain, going to miss a few weeks. They 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 can't afford to have any of their weapons missing time, especially because Jalen Hurts needs to get chemistry with his guys. And then the Colts, they just cannot get any fucking luck with quarterbacks. Ever since Andrew Luck's retirement, after the 2018 season, it's just been a nightmare. I mean, it's 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 just and it's it's a shame too because Chris Ballard, the G- GM, and Frank Reich, the head coach, they really are doing a great job in doing doing the the process of rebuilding this team the right way, and. It it just it just sucks when you see guys who are doing that kind of a job just get robbed of of the ability to go that extra step further, and there we're seeing a, what can also be the effects of not having a high high draft pick to be able to draft a QB because they were never bad enough to have a top five pick or anything like that or even top 10 so it made it difficult to draft a quarterback high and that's really the best way unless you're able to do what the Buccaneers did last offseason and get Tom Brady but uh yeah that doesn't happen often or ever so yeah they can't rely on that and so it's just unfortunate because the Colts they have Carson Wentz guy they traded for from Philadelphia, Frank Reich, was the offensive coordinator in 2017 when Carson Wentz was having his MVP-like season that was unfortunately cut short due to a torn ACL. And now that Wentz is back with Reich, the thought is that that magic can come back. But now he has a broken bone in his foot that he, as of today, is going to be getting surgery to have removed, and he's going to be out for 5 to 12 weeks. And that is a long time, especially because, I mean, we're already at August. It's the first month of August. I mean, the worst or the best case, he's back second week of September, but also at the worst case, he's not back to like mid-October, over, early November, that... that that sucks. Um, yeah, so we're going to have to see what they do. But now now I'll go into the ACC preview. And the ACC, geez. It's, it's a pretty shitty conference. There is, there's no competition. And it's, it really is kind of a joke. I mean, it's it's very easy to understand why Clemson has had such a dominant run. I mean, I'm not trying to talk shit about them, but they definitely have benefited from their conference not being very good. And this season is not any different, and the two best teams who are supposed to be challenging them 
in my opinion, aren't even actual threats. They don't seem like an actual challenge. And that's where, I, again, it's just like, come on, let's get some damn competition in this conference. But, And I think to a degree that's starting to change, but it's not going to happen this season. There are only three teams in this conference who are capable of winning the division. The first, obviously, being Clemson. And then North Carolina, Miami, the U. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, those are the three teams. And, yeah, it's just, again, I mean, can you really, I mean, is I don't think there's really anyone out there who's a major believer that Miami or North Carolina can actually upset Clemson. Clemson's just too talented, and they have the coaching North Carolina, they they're they're improving quickly. They got a great quarterback in Sam Howell, and Mac Brown again is a very good head coach. But this team, they lost a lot of things. <sighs> I, yeah, yeah, it's it's just I, and then the U, they they're just I, it's just not a team to be excited about. Like what what. Yeah, I'll start with I'll start by breaking down Clemson and I'll do a more in-depth breakdown of North Carolina and Miami in a second. For Clemson, again, they're dominant, they're incredible, and for a quick refresher last season, they went back to the college football playoff, of course, crushed Notre Dame in the semifinal 34 to 10, but then in the uh or no, I'm sorry, ACC Championship, duh, dumbass, ACC Championship. And then in the semifinal, the college football playoff, they they did not have their offensive coordinator, Tony Elliott, and it was not a good result as the Buckeyes beat them 49-28. to And yeah, yeah, so their season was cut short there, just shy of the national title something they've been very used to playing for. But this season, they look like they could very well be heading back. And again, the path is easy. When I look at their schedule, it's a damn joke. It really is. Their only tough game is the first of the season against Georgia in Charlotte. So, And then after that, there's nothing. There is nothing. There's they don't play Miami or North Carolina in the regular season. It's just it's it's ridiculous how easy their path is. And then when you look at what they bring back and on top of it, yes, they lose Trevor Lawrence, a great quarterback, but it honestly does not matter at all. This offense still has its piece pieces, and it uh, repl- they. They essentially reload at quarterback. They don't have a major growing pain, really, when it comes to their QBs outside of that Kelly Bryant year. But uh, DJ Uiagalele is going to be a great quarterback for them this season. He really is. He looked great in the game against Notre Dame last season, played well against Boston College the week before that, the two weeks where Trevor Lawrence missed because he had uh, he had COVID. And then um, uh, Clemson, uh, yeah, it's, 
yeah, DJ Uyagalale, he is he's he's the real deal. And Clemson is they're they're looking like a quarterback factory. Part of it does have to do with them having a heavy screen percentage. They had uh, 23.9% screen play. Uh, their play, uh, play, plays were screen plays last season, which was sixth highest in the nation. And those are easy plays for your QB to get the ball out fast. And if you execute them well, you can gain a good amount of yardage. And when you have a great quarterback talent in an easy offense, just makes things that much better, makes things smoother. They bring back... Three starters on their offensive line, which is great news. Not so great that they lose Travis Etienne, but they'll probably be able to make up for it. And then Justin Ross is back, which is absolutely amazing. That was incredible news that he's able to play after his spinal injury. And I I think he's going to have a huge year. You know he's hungry to get back on the field and play. And then also Joseph Angata. He's another huge guy, or, well, he's not a huge guy, but I think he will be, but, well, actually, he is a huge guy. He's six foot three, 220 pounds, but I think he's actually going to be a uh, huge threat for the Tigers this season, and then Justin Ross, he's pretty big, too, six three, two oh five. 205, and then, again, when you pair that with a great quarterback like DJ Uyagalale, it just, it, it again, everything makes, it gets better. And then their defense, they return nine starters, including their entire secondary. That's awesome. That, and that, those things that I just mentioned probably also explain why, why I took a look through uh, pro football focus, college football, uh, their uh, season preview. I noticed that Clemson's receivers, offensive line, defensive line, and secondary were all ranked or while given a preseason rank of first in the conference. Again, not surprising. They're the best recruiting team in the conference, and they're a very well-coached team. They get results from their players, unlike Jim Harbaugh, but that's that's not, that's not for conversation right now. Um, yeah, Clemson, they do things the right way, and I want to go back to that first game against Georgia. I broke down to what they've got coming back. And Georgia is, again, their only tough game on the schedule. Georgia looks like they have a great team as well. Georgia is another national title contender. And when I look at that game, I it, I trust Dabo Swinney and DJ Uyagalale more than I trust Kirby Smart and JT Daniels. I and then also I just think Clemson has more back and I think Clemson's going to win what should be a great football game the first game of the season and then again after that Clemson can just coast to the ACC championship game where they'll likely have another very easy win and be back in the college football playoff it's and that's it's it's just it's Again, Clemson, they aren't going anywhere in this conference. They are just too damn good. They are too damn good. It's it's not happening. Nobody's dethroning them. And we'll I'll give you, a, obviously, a more clear reason why. As I move on to North Carolina, 
North Carolina, they ended their season last season with a pretty big loss to Texas A&M in the Orange Bowl, 41-27. And they return all of their starters on the offensive line. However, it was a shitty offensive line as Pro Football Focus graded it 94th in the country last season. So, yeah, unless those guys just... I mean, they're going to have to make pretty massive strides this offseason to be even respectable and give Sam Howell the protection he needs. And that's another thing this leads me to is they lost a lot of pieces, I already mentioned, but they lost their top two wide receivers in Diami Brown and Daz Newsome, and their top two running backs in Javante Williams and Michael Carter. That is not going to be easy to replace And again, when they can't pass protect, and then pro football focus ranks their receiving 7th in the ACC preseason, their offensive line 12th, their D-line 10th, and secondary 3rd. Keep in mind, ACC's got 14 teams, so 12th out of 14 on the O-line and 10th out of 14 on the D-line. If they can't play in the trenches, they're going to have a tough time this season. And that's the thing, is last season, they had a really... They had a team that if North Carolina, I think, with Sam Howell, was actually going to make a run and do something, it had to be last season's team. And they still lost two games. They lost three games in the regular season in total. Two they shouldn't have. One to Virginia and another to uh, Florida State. They should not have lost those games. I mean, they were the better team. They just didn't show. They did not show it that those day, two days, unfortunately for them. And when I see those losses and I see them coming back to try and take down Clemson, I just don't see it happening. They have a garbage offensive line. They're replacing their top two playmakers. And again, they're also replacing their top two running backs who were incredible last season. They really were. And that type of production and personnel is just tough to replace. It really is. I, ugh. Yeah, that's not a good thing at all for them. And that was the thing, too, is they ran the ball quite a bit as their pass play percentage ranked 74th at 52.1%. And their play, but the good thing was they were very play action heavy, 45.8%, which ranked 12th. That's very beautiful to see. More teams need, teams across the country need more play action. NFL teams, more play action. Play action's a beautiful thing. I'm glad to see they're utilizing it a lot. But they do need to throw the ball more, I think. And that's the thing is, again, when your offensive line is shit, that makes it hard to do. It does. And they have two games this season in the regular season they got to worry about. At Notre Dame, which I really don't think they're going to win. I just, that does not sound at all like something this team's capable of doing. Going on the road and winning a big game, especially without without those playmakers in a bad line. Again, maybe... If this offensive line takes huge steps forward, maybe they got a shot. But if that doesn't happen, no. And then their home game against the U. Can they win that game? They should. 
they actually blew out Miami, I believe, a uh, year ago. Yes, they blew out North or they blew out Miami 62 to 26 last season. That was with all their weapon with Daz Newsome, with Diami Brown, with Javante Williams, with Michael Carter. But hey, maybe those losses still aren't enough because Miami lost a few pieces too, like Jalen Phillips, their def- a huge defensive end who went in the first round for them. But maybe no. I'm what I'm trying to get at is perhaps North Carolina is still good enough to beat them, especially at home. They got to be able to do that. They got to be able to at least win that game. But again, I don't think they win at Notre Dame. And if they do get to a point where they play Clemson, I don't see them keeping it even close with them. I just don't. It's not It's not something that I think they're capable of. They don't have... They just don't have those... I don't think they're going to be able to be explosive like they were last season. In the run game and in the pass game... And, yeah, it's just, I don't believe in them. It's that simple. And then, as for Miami, the U. Manny Diaz, their head coach, he's been tasked with trying to bring them back. And he's doing a pretty good job. He's got the incoming recruiting class ranked 11th in the country. It's good to see them being able to do things like that. And... um, you know, last season they lost the cheese at Bowl 37 34 to Oklahoma State. But they got four starters on the offensive line coming back. De'Ara King, obviously, he's incredible. You got D. Wiggins, Mike Harley at wide receiver coming back for them, two of their top players from a year ago. And they got Cameron Harris, their starting running back from a year ago. He's back with five starters on the defense coming back. Their defense, I think, is going to need some time. But their offense, especially with De'Eric King, they should be quite effective. They really should. But here's the problem. They start the season against Alabama. And that is going to be an annihilation. It really is. That game will not be close. And when I see five starters on defense especially, that defense is going to get torched. That defense is going to get torched. And I don't know if Miami's offense is going to be able to move the ball against Alabama's defense the way they'd like. That that could be an annihilation. But... Maybe Derek King's good enough to make some magic. We'll see about that, but that is going to be a loss. That's a loss right off the bat. And I'll just go off of their piece, uh, their pro pro football focus ACC ranks that they gave for receivers with six, offensive line third, D-line sixth, and secondary ninth. And the trench is pretty good. Secondary, not good. If they're giving up big plays, that's that's going to be a recipe for disaster. Because big plays lead to touchdowns, and if you're giving up a bunch of touchdowns, you're just putting your offense in a position where they gotta, where they have to score a touchdown every drive, and that's just not good. Give them, give them some, give them something to work with. 
And when I look at this team, they were very screen heavy and very big on the deep ball a year ago. I'm happy to see those things. 25.4% screen, fourth in the country. Deep pass, 21%, 24th in the country. I like seeing those things. I do. And with four starters on the offensive line coming back, perhaps they can pl- protect Derek King at an elite level and really let this offense thrive. And one thing I see is here's a problem. 45th in pass play percentage at 56.6%. And then I look at their EPA per run, which is minus 0.158, 97th in the country. And then I look at their EPA per pass, 0.240, 15th in the country. That is great. Do more of that. Get yourself more passes, get more play action in the mix, keep attacking down the field, keep doing a lot of screens, keep doing those things, and just maybe they can have a shot against Alabama. But again, this offensive line's gonna have to keep Derek King protected and King's gonna have to hit he's gonna have to hit all the throws. But the bigger concern in that game is definitely the defense. And then after that, Miami, they have to play at North Carolina. Can they do that? Well, they can win that game because, like I said, North Carolina, they've lost some pieces, and I don't know how explosive they can be. So the Hurricanes, they got a shot, but going on the road and, again, getting annihilated 62-26 to a year ago by this team, and... I just I don't I don't know what's going to be much different. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout again, but I think North Carolina wins in front of their home crowd. So, yeah, I just I don't see Miami getting. I think they come close to getting to the ACC championship, but not quite. And if they do, they like North Carolina would just get blown out by Clemson. I really do think it's a simple fate like that. I'm not a believer in them. Yeah, so those are the top three contenders in this conference. The teams, I think, have a shot. Again, Clemson, they're just loaded. North Carolina, too many question marks with their offensive line being as bad as it is and replacing the playmakers they are. Again, if their old line can perform at a much higher level, they got they got a different outlook, I'd say, than Miami. Again, the def- this is just not, this in my opinion is just not a team that's built at this point in time to do anything nationally, and that's a huge reason why they just will not get it done against uh, Clemson if they end up playing. I do not believe in them. And then as for the rest of the conference, I'll just go over maybe... I mean, Florida State with Mackenzie Milton's interesting, but it's Florida State and they're still trying to come back. That's their situation. And then, I mean, I don't know. The rest of this conference, just it's not really worth mentioning. It's it's a boring conference. It's a weak conference. That's why Clemson's so dominant and why... 
we're going to see yet another season of them dominating. And Clemson will be back in the college football playoff. And Clemson has, as a matter of fact, they've been in every college football playoff since 2016 for sure. What, 2015 too? Yeah, since 2015, I believe. Yeah, since 2015. So that's, yeah, wow. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, yeah, the Clemson, it's going to be, they're, I mean, the best way to put it is they are the ACC's Alabama. People who pay attention to college football know this. It's, again, Clemson's going to dominate. Sorry for being repetitive, but I'm, I'm just trying to think of a scenario where North Carolina or Miami can actually pull it off, but I really don't think either team has that capability. They just don't. And, yeah. All right, so that's really all I have for this ACC preview. However, Wednesday I will be back at 6 p.m. I will have a Big Ten preview Stay. I. I will. I'm very excited for that one, as I'm from Michigan, and unfortunately have grown up rooting for Michigan, which is why I made that comment about Harbaugh earlier. Fuck Harbaugh. I just want to throw that out there. Um. Yeah, and please check out our website, basementsportsandentertainment.com. We have a lot of awesome articles. Check it out, and. Yeah, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, this podcast will be going starting at 6 p.m. And please give us some feedback on Twitter. Let us know how you think we're doing. Uh, give us comments if you're in the stream, and let us know if you think you're uh, how how uh, how you think I'm doing. Um, yeah, thank you for listening, and have a great night.